the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. If you don't like seeing falling markets, don't look at the markets today. They're falling. There's something about those Friday days where it just doesn't feel good holding stocks over the weekend, unless you're a long-term patient investor. We've upped the ante big time. We're down 1,700 points. The circuit breakers have gone off. Boeing has plunged as the FAA is rejecting the 737 MAX proposal. Coronavirus is attacking restaurants, hotels, airlines, cruise lines, the price of oil falling, the 10-year treasury falling. There's a small chance that the 10-year treasury will be negative now by the month of July. Some analysts are calling for a first half of recession, even though just last week we were saying there's no way there'll be a first half recession. The U.S. and Europe have a distinct possibility of a recession the first half of the year. Thanks to the coronavirus outbreak, so says Joaquin Fells, a global chief advisor at PIMCO. He thinks there's a 35% chance of a recession in the next 24 months. He thinks a recession could be shortened, followed by recovery in the second half of the year if the coronavirus outbreak peaks in the next few months. He's feeling some potential cracks in the U.S. credit cycle in an environment of dwindling corporate cash flows, which could lead to a sharp tightening of financial conditions. Companies that have cash white right now in a distinctly better position than those that don't. Markets have plummeted. Investors have piled into long-term U.S. Treasury bonds, which, again, it makes no sense because if you're getting a yield of 40 basis points, that's almost nothing. I'd rather have cash on hand versus go after the bond market. On Friday, President Trump signed an emergency coronavirus package giving $8.3 billion to government efforts. We've seen South by Southwest canceled. I think that was one that, at least headline-wise, felt like a biggie. There's a tennis tournament in Palm Springs that got canceled. That one in Indian Wells was considered, I think that's a pretty big headline, even though people are like, no one cares about tennis in the United States. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the radians say. Hold on, I got sneeze. <laughs> oh, I got the coronavirus. Um, nope. So the but the Paribas opening, the BNP Paribas Open, also known as Indian Wells, canceled. And that was supposed to start this week, and that's considered the fifth Grand Slam. That happens to take place in an area really close to Coachella. 
and people are starting to wonder if Coachella is going to get canceled. You've seen BTS cancel some of their Asian shows. Um, Justin Bieber has said, I'm not going to do big arenas because people won't come and I want to see people. I want it to be sold out. So he's going to do a smaller tour. That's some real financial impact. Um, I don't really want to go to the movie theaters. Do you? No. I don't know if we're going to see a shift in strategies, but um, Pixar just released a movie this weekend that it did okay, but not as much as they want it. So will Disney go straight to video or anything like that in a time like this to get the maximum amount of dollars? Dollars. But you know, if last year we were all excited about the Avengers and the last Star Wars and Disney stock, this year is the exact opposite. Last year they were raising ticket prices. This year they're going to have to slash ticket prices or do something to get people to come to their parks. Because people will come to their parks, I think, pretty much so nonstop. But will people fly to their parks? Maybe not as much. Governor Andrew Cuomo is holding a news conference on the coronavirus response. Trump is blaming oil price wars. The Dow falls 1,700. Doesn't matter. It's happening. Who Doesn't matter who you blame. Circuit breaker was triggered this morning to keep stocks from falling through the floor. At one point this morning, the markets were down 2,000 points. Taking a look now, 1,600 points on the S&P, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. 6.3% on the Dow and the S&P 500, down 5.6% on the NASDAQ. Just basically the quickest plunge into bear market territory from a top to a bear market ever seen by Wall Street. That's a lot of wealth being wiped out fast. This weekend in Italy, silly Italian government, they kind of leak plans about quarantining people. And guess what happens when you leak plans about quarantining? They run. Thousands of people fled parts of northern Italy after plans to quarantine more than 16 million people were leaked ahead of time. People rushed to travel south outside the limits of a mass lockdown meant to restrict public gatherings. Whoops, that's not what they wanted to happen. People with the flu to go to areas that didn't have the flu. This is just a, a write-up and stupid, right? Bill Gates is chiming in. Thank you, Bill. He is just back to project to home deliver testing kits. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced a second round of investment to help detect and treat coronavirus. Projects to be backed by the couple. Delivered to the people of the Seattle area in the coming weeks. It's going to be a self-administered nose swab. They're going to send the sample to health officials for testing. Medical experts would then notify you that you tested positive. They would have you fill out more reports online so they could kind of figure out who you talked to and who you didn't talk to. There's no vaccine at this point in time. There's a lot to be worked out with the Bill Gates project, but kind of nice to see. And the big, big, big story today is Saudi Arabia and Russia are not getting along. They are not agreeing to manipulate the markets, which is something that I hate. OPEC can literally get together and say, we control most of the world's oil. 
And we've decided we're going to limit how many barrels are out on the market today. So they can artificially manage supply and demand. Artificially manage price. So I've always hated that. Now now it's working in our favor because Saudi Arabia said, "Ah, we're we're not going to stop pumping. Russia said, okay, we're not going to stop pumping either. And Saudi Arabia said, okay, well, we're going to lower the price. No one, no one blinked. Gas could fall below $2 a gallon in the coming weeks. Very bad for world economies to see oil this low. It's kind of a Goldilocksian thing. You don't want it too low, and you don't want it too high. This is deflationary. You don't want it too inflationary. You understand the inflation side. But when oil drops 30% in a day, people are losing money. People will lose jobs. People will lose the ability to earn money. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Took fastest for the S&P 500 from an all-time high, down 20%. We're there. S&P 500 is down 18% from the February 19, 2020 all-time high. That's in just 13 trading days. It usually takes more like 45 to 60 Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Black talking all things financial money, investing more. This week, countries with early stage coronavirus clusters are starting to find out, are we Italy or are we Singapore? Singapore did everything right. Early on, they quarantined. Early on, they took it seriously. They're so close to China, both economically and physically. A lot of people thought Singapore was going to go down just as hard as China did. So far, it's only had 150 people emerge as positive. In Italy, just weeks ago, there were 17 identified cases. Now there's more than 7,000 with 350 people dead. Movement has been restricted around cities like Milan and Venice and other northern cities. There are no, there are, there are, there's, there's no reality and expecting that this is going to be contained when they this weekend announced a quarantine-type situation coming to northern, California, uh, northern Italy, and people flew, fled to the south, <laughs> taking the disease with them. In Italy, they're doing reports nightly on their news that their hospitals are becoming strained into capacity. Again, the massive difference between Singapore with decisive measurement, measures Aggressive testing, tracking, and quarantine, you can halt the virus. Singapore, only 150 cases. Italy showed if you have people walk around undetected, oh boy. The U.S. is not Singapore, and I bet we wish we were. A weeks-long failure to test and isolate patients in the United States means that the ability to to contain the virus is probably passed. There are too many cases emerging without ties to other ones, and experts believe the disease is circulating freely, still in some places in the United States, undetected. Question is, how's our healthcare system going to look? Is it going to look more like Italy 
or something entirely else. Two weeks ago, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention warned that Americans should be ready to experience disruptions in their daily lives. This weekend, I had a chance to cancel a soccer game that I didn't really want to go to. And I got an email warning that said, if you're over 50, don't show up. I'm like, eh, I don't want to disrupt my daily life. Markets are in a panic right now. Public health response seems behind the ball, the eight ball, so to speak. U.S. testing for new cases is expected to grow this week. I don't know if you remember the President Trump fiasco of promising X amount of test kits, and we weren't even close to those. So as we test more people, guess what's going to happen? The numbers are going to go up. Then you're going to get reactions by state and local governments that may be aggressive or may be passive. New York has already urged people who might be vulnerable to commute off hours. Oh, no, that's not good enough. Or to walk or bike to avoid the subway. Those subways, man. I don't know if you've ever been on a New York subway, but they could be pretty rough with um, germs. It's really a subway, a metro that... You don't want to listen, put your AirPods in. You kind of want to be able to hear the stuff going on around you. Because New York subways are filled with a little bit more crazies than any rest of the world. Um, and lots and lots of germs. So fighting epidemics has a cost. And people are starting to stockpile on supplies, like prescription medicines. Walmart stock is doing well today. The rest of the stock market's getting hammered. But Walmart's doing well, telling you that you still have investments in consumer staples that we're going to need. Two weeks ago, when the CDC said Americans should be ready to experience disruptions, maybe we should have believed them. Fighting epidemics has a cost on the back end, whereas the front end could have been a lot cheaper. Vaccines. When we're behind them, economy rattling, quarantines, movement restrictions, health system strains, very, very expensive. The vaccine part of the flu shot is so cheap. So policymakers are falling further and further behind the virus. You are seeing the Federal Reserve probably now, it's being modeled that in March, they're going to cut 100 basis points. They've already upped their repo, uh, what they're buying back, big today. That's not likely going to be a headline news, but it is out there. Stock market's trying to put in some fight today, but travel stocks are getting crushed. Um, Airlines are outperforming, giving a little bit of that reduction in oil price helping them. But the lower fuel costs not helping cruise lines. And I'm looking at the healthcare sector and the, the travel sector, and it's pretty brutal. So Hilton, TripAdvisor, Disney, MGM, um, Las Vegas Sands, uh, Southwest, SkyWest, Wynn Resorts, they're all down. Now, the airlines, like I said, are doing relatively better 
the Deltas, the Uniteds, the Southwest, the JetBlues, the Hawaiian Airlines, because of the lower cost of oil. Oil's bad today. President Trump has said he's going to meet with economic advisors to discuss economic stimulus ideas this afternoon. Uh, the Trump administration is going to be discussing fiscal stimulus, including paid sick leave, later today. I don't know. I don't know if our answer is paid sick leave. I'm not saying it's not. But it's interesting times. And what would paid sick leave look like? Pepsi's been hurt by a shift in consumer preference away from carbonated soda and towards non-carbonated soda drinks. They're talking a little bit about their business. And I can't tell that story because no one cares about it today. They recently bought SodaStream um, to help them align better with customer taste. See, like I can't talk about it. I could talk about their protein crisps and their veggie crisps and things like that. But people are talking about the market correction. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Be proactive. It's looking like a recession is imminent. That's what the stock market's telling us. That's what the bond market's telling us. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Wall Street is scrambling right now. Sort of in a free fall when you're down 1,500 points in a day. It, it feels pretty dramatic. At one point, we're down 2,000 points. Let's talk a little bit about this. What a day. It's good to have these. This is a collapse in oil prices, meeting the collapse in treasury yields, meeting expectations for the Fed to cut another 100 basis points. Last week, we were saying 50 would do it in March. Now we expect them just to be done with it. Go to the floor. Some people are expecting the Fed maybe to go to negative interest rates come July. That would cause a lot of banks worldwide to collapse. Negative rates, banks are losing money. Right now, at least banks could park money in the U.S. and get something. So this is pretty much going to be nonstop coverage if you turn on NBC, CNBC or Bloomberg. It will get you upset. The five days of trading since the Fed's emergency rate cut have been something. The 10-year Treasury yield went below 35 basis points. To be fair, that's a pretty big collapse. Crude oil's collapse taking stocks down further. Saying a little bit of a price war. At a times when demand's being cut, supply typically gets trimmed back, but nope. The oil valves aren't open. The market's hit a circuit breaker today, trying to slow everything down so it doesn't get out of control. This is going to be, I mean, this is, 
pretty scary stuff, I think is fair to say. S&P 500 just had its third worst open ever behind the financial crisis and 9-11. That's pretty, that's, that's a number, right? That's that, that shows you the, the historicness of it. So over $26 billion have been wiped off cryptocurrency markets in 24 hours. So Bitcoin, you can't hide in Bitcoin. Bank of America says they haven't seen stocks this cheap since the 1950s. The prior three peaks were followed by the S&P 500 outperforming the 10-year Treasury by a remarkable 31 points. And an average, basically they're saying, buy stocks. Markets expecting the Fed to cut short-term rates to zero this month. The 5% lower move puts us probably about 2 or 3% percentage points away from a bear market, being down 20% from recent highs. Collapse in yields on bonds and the collapse in oil is, is taking away a lot of options. And it's lowering expectations for car companies. It's lowering expectations for airline companies, hotel companies. How about all those people who work at hotels? How about all those people who give massages? We're a pretty big service economy. Gold's hitting a seven-year high at $1,700 an ounce. People expect it to go to 2000 Mohamed El Arian, he's an economist. He thinks the stocks could end up down 20 to 30% when a bottom is finally hit. Well, we're almost down 20%. He thinks it's going to be treacherous for a while. The number of Americans getting tested this week for coronavirus will go up. The number of people getting the coronavirus will go up. The number of deaths in the United States are expected to go up. Now, we've seen China essentially stabilize and Singapore stabilize, but the rest of the world's still not there. And who says? Maybe things get re-energized in China, right? Exxon and Chevron are both down 15%. Uber and Lyft are down 12% on ideas that people want to get in a car after you were in that car and we're all filthy and coughing all over it. Coronavirus can live for over a day, they say, on surfaces. So who wants to get in an Uber or a Lyft? No one. With oil prices down, Tesla's down. Because Tesla is a play on expensive oil, not on cheap oil. Boeing's down as well, another 9%. Regulators are going to order the company to make changes to its electrical wiring in the grounded 737 MAX. Can't touch that stock yet. Company called Boot Barn is down. What does Boot Barn sell and why are they down? They sell boots. They're called Boot Barn. They're down amid raising concern that the oil industry will have to let go of people in the United States. And when you go to the oil fields, you wear boots. Who knew Boot Barn is a play on the price of oil? Circuit Breaker went into effect early this morning. Otherwise, we'd probably bid you down 10%. (laughs) 
banks are getting killed on the U.S. 10-year Treasury, and until the Treasury gets up to one, one and a quarter, one and a half, banks are the wrong place to be. They're just not going to, low interest rates can hurt banks' net interest margins, and there's just not enough there. The banks in Japan, when they had their crisis that sent their interest rates to zero 20, 25, 30 years ago, banks in Japan never recovered. In Europe, from the 2006, 2008 banking crisis, and countries like Germany sending interest rates negative, they've never recovered. Walmart's in the green today. Lower gas prices mean more hands in your ha- uh, more money in your hands, and that could boost foot traffic. Plus, Walmart might get relief on what it pays suppliers to get goods to and from its stores. So, Walmart people are finding a positive there. The last time the market went down, well, I don't want to say the last time. But the last big bear market of 1990, it took 87 days to go from the top to down 20%. In 1987, a big old recession you may not remember, it took 55 days. In 1929, from the top to down 20%, 42 days. Right now, the S&P 500 is down 17 to 18% from its all-time high. 13 days ago. So one more bad day or a bad sell-off into the close today. And the S&P 500 will have hit a 20% correction, i.e. a bear market, the fastest ever. The Federal Reserve expanded operations to provide short-term funding for the financial system. The New York Fed accepted $112 billion of bids after announcing earlier in the morning that it was increasing overnight offerings by $100 billion to up to $150 billion. Donald Trump is tweeting. He's blaming the oil price war in the media for the stock route. Saudi Arabia and Russia are arguing over the price and flow of oil. That and fake news are to blame for the market drop. I think there's a lot of fear. Goldman Sachs, the economist, said the Fed will cut interest rates to a record low of 0 to 25 basis points. Wow. So those are all the breaking stories in my mind. Now is the time to look for someone like Warren Buffett. On October 16, 2008, during the darkest... Times, the darkest moments of the financial crisis that led to the Great Recession. Lehman Brothers was getting a credit crunch. Berkshire Hathaway wrote, it's time. He wrote, buy American, I am. And when he was saying American, he wasn't talking about American goods. He was talking about the American stock market. It was almost perfect the way he said that, when he said it, and how he said it. It was a message to America, reminding Americans that the country has had a long history of what seems to be insurmountable crises. Economic activity has always returned, and the stock market has always rebounded. The fact that the stock market would tumble in the short run is what made all the better the timing of Buffett's op-ed piece. 
Will we get another tell out of Warren Buffett? He warns you when things are high that anything can happen. Occasionally, there will be major drops in the market, he says, perhaps 50% or greater. However, he also always reiterates that long-term bullishness on stocks. Most people are savers. They should want the market to go down. They should want to buy at a lower price, and that's what we're getting. Where are you on the fear gauge? Right now, I see the NASDAQ down 374, down 4.3%, making a bit of a comeback after a nasty open, but it's still down 4%. The Dow is down 5%. The S&P 500 down 4.9. Crude oil sits at $34 a barrel. Oil at 16.73. The 10-year Treasury is rebounded to 53 basis points. That's a pretty big rebound. It was as down as low as 36. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So how far can the stock market go? Global stocks are falling today as there was a dual shock hit. One analyst is calling for a rebound. You saw stocks from Hong Kong, Australia, Tokyo, all through Europe and the United States have their biggest drop in years. Concern about the coronavirus epidemic is rising in the United States. Benchmark 10-year Treasury hit 0.31 basis points, 31 bips. That's insane. If you think you're not seeing the white of the eyes in the mortgage market, you will very, very soon. The pain over the weekend intensified after OPEC meeting went into disaccord. Saudi Arabia and Russia are butting heads, and the price of crude plummeted to $28 a barrel overnight. It was a 30% drop. One analyst says $20 oil, round the corner. I've seen this market work with $13 oil. I've been around so long. But it's never a good thing when it's that cheap. China's economy has arguably taken the biggest acute hit from COVID-19 with production halted across the country and much of the workforce unable to return to their cities after the lunar holiday in February. But if you look at measurements of electricity consumption and traffic, they're starting to get to the same level they were a year ago. So their shutdown is ending. Now, Italy is going through their own shutdown now. Wall Street is taking a risk-off move. Why well, have risky assets? Apple's getting particularly hit hard today, but the financials are getting crushed. Transports are still getting crushed. Finance, uh, finance minister from France, I'm French. He said he's going to oppose. Uh, now he's going to propose to European zone leaders a series of fiscal and budgetary measurements that will be coordinated in massive stimulus to relaunch the economic machinery. So stimulus is coming. What's pretty interesting is I live in the Bay Area. And like I said this week, I got tickets to a San Jose Quakes game. But I also got an email from the San Jose Quakes saying, hey, if you're sick, don't come. But other than that, we're having the parties on. 
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has declared a state of emergency. He's easing the hiring of more healthcare workers, and he's allowing the stockpile of more supplies. San Francisco, eh, not so much. Santa Clara County officials and San Francisco, they've all advised people to stay away from large gatherings, stay at home when you're sick, take some precautions. There's only been two coronaviruses cases caught so far in San Francisco. I know that's not true. I know a couple people in the nursing field that they had people that they were suspected and that they were being quarantined long before these two came out. Silicon Valley City, uh, Santa Clara's got 24 cases. San Francisco, two. Now, Santa Clara, that includes San Jose, Mountain View, Cupertino, Palo Alto, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara. And all those tech companies that are in those areas have told people, stay at home, consider telecommuting. But we're still going to big events. Trying to reduce the risk for millions in a city that is vibrant is brutal. Even though Twitter, Facebook, Google, Apple, Square, Salesforce all told told employees stay at home, you're still seeing some flaws. Colleges are continuing to hold classes on a normal schedule. San Francisco State, San Jose State, Santa Clara University, St. Mary's, all saying, hey, we're open to business. A couple secondary schools where a student might have been thought to have it have suspended classes, but we're just not seeing a shutdown. The Sharks had 14,500 people at the SAP Center on Saturday night. That's the lowest attendance of the season. But that's 14,500 people who all could be spreading the virus to 10 people. And then, boom, you can see how bad it is. Golden State didn't cancel their Saturday home game. Stanford has decided to keep its home games in all sports, but to limit the crowd to a third of the venue capacity. Was it Switzerland or Sweden that said only 1,000 people could go to a sporting event? In San Francisco, we've panicked and we finally canceled the St. Patty's Day parade. I know you're saying, is that panic or is that just trying to get drunk people off the street? The San Francisco Ballet has canceled performances through March 15th. So you're seeing it in some places, but not the sporting arenas. Popular museums like the San Francisco Museum of Art, the De Young, the Exploratorium, the Palace of Fine Arts, all open. Today, in fact, I think is a free day at the museum. Woohoo! I particularly like the San Francisco MoMA. There's been 105 confirmed corona cases in California. 64 of them are in the Bay Area. Some 8,700 people in the state of California are on self-quarantine. But I can't get over those numbers. Golden State Warriors, like, if we're trying to say, we're not going to stop it. We don't want to. We don't care. <clears throat> we're okay with a 3 per- we're, 3% death rate, totally acceptable. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like that? I don't know if I'm talking out of school, but anyway, you're going to hear a lot of news today. Trump and Pence are trying to reassure 
their donors right now that they're handling the coronavirus situation properly. They're trying to convince their donors because this is something that can take down a presidency in an election year. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.